Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Good morning. Woohoo! So good to be with you today. Special day, Mother's Day. Do you know if it wasn't for mums, you wouldn't be here today? Okay, so let's just remember such an important day, hey? I know Pastor Bronson did this, but we just want to really make sure we honour mums today. Yeah, we want to make sure that everyone feels special. You know, today, maybe you have never given birth to a child, so you're not a physical mum, but you're a spiritual mum. Or maybe you care for someone, or you've looked after someone, you've mentored someone, you have made a difference in someone's life. That is a mum. That's what mums do. We impact people's lives and we make a difference, hey? So today, maybe you're an auntie, maybe you're a mum, a grandmother, a spiritual mum. I want us to give them all a big clap again this morning. So good. You know, this morning I'm looking forward to sharing some thoughts with you that many of us will relate to and hopefully will understand. Um, But this message today isn't just for women. So men, you're not going to miss out. Young people, you're not going to miss out. It's for any person of any stage of life. So why don't we just pray this morning before we start. I just thank you, Father, for this time, Lord God, that I can come and share, Lord God. I pray, God, that you anoint my words. You open hearts today, God, hearts to hear and to receive. And I just pray, God, for a great morning and your presence to be here in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I just have to catch my breath. For those who are new here today, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself, okay? Myself and my husband, Bronson, this incredibly handsome man right in front of me, we are the pastors of this amazing location. And can you believe that it has now been six years that we have been pastoring? Is it to the day? I was going to say it's May 2016 we took over. So how amazing. Six years, time flies when you're having fun, guys. It's been awesome. And we have three beautiful children, Joelle, who's on the sound desk today, oh, who's out at the media desk today, who's 15, Ethan, who is serving in kids' church. You've got to love when your kids are serving in the house, hey? And Roman, who is five, who is probably causing a muck in kids' church today, hey? But outside of the church, Pastor Bronson and I, we both work uh, other jobs. Bronson is a software engineer. He works three days a week. And I work in the energy industry as a business channel sales manager. Now, please don't come up to me after and tell me that your bills and gas and electricity are high because so are mine. I can't help you, okay? (laughs) But in my role, I manage a business unit, which I established a few years ago. And I have a team who specialise in contract negotiations and relationship management. And I do that four days a week. I'm also someone who doesn't like to sit still. Now, I think... People here would think I'm the type of person that likes to relax all the time. But, you know, I'm always thinking about something. I'm always planning something. I'm always doing something. And when I do sit down, I fall asleep. That's generally what I do. And, you know, which my kids always tease me because if we go out to the movies, they'll say, Mum, you'll be asleep in 20 minutes. And they're right. I will be. Sadly, I'll be asleep. And then I'll wake up and I'll say, what happened? And they're like, forget it, Mum. Forget it. That's what happens. So between working, kids, family, church, social commitments, some may say that life in the Blackmore house is pretty busy at times. Can anyone relate to that today? 
Can anyone relate to that busyness? Life is busy. It's hectic. There's always something happening, always something to do. Mums, we know that. There's always someone to catch up with. There just aren't enough hours in the day. Are there? Really? I'm so busy. These are the things, yeah? I have way too much on my plate. We've all said these things at some point, haven't we? Or if we haven't said them, we've heard them. Do you know, we're always running from one meeting to another. One meeting to another. Answering one more email, which becomes ten emails. Housework to do, never finishes. Errands to run, rushing to an appointment, lunches to make, people to see, so on and on and on, and the list goes, doesn't it? Do you know sometimes it can start to become a bit of a badge of honour that you're so busy? Comes this badge of honour that I'm so needed and I'm so sought after, I'm so popular. Hey? <laughs> I would like to be less popular. The fuller the calendar, the more important that I am. Sometimes that's what it becomes like. It's a bit like that social media post you put out there. And you see how many likes you get. And you go, yes, they love me. It's validating. It becomes validating and our busyness becomes validating too. Do you know, today my message is titled Addicted to Busyness. Now, I'm speaking to me today. Now, I'm not saying that busy is bad, please. I am the first person to say that productivity and activity is very important, okay? Busyness in itself is not the problem, but it can be a problem when we realise what effect busyness might be having on our lives. I want to share two of these areas with you today. There's lots, but these are two. Number one, if you're taking notes, busyness distracts you from the important. You know, there's a well-known story in the Bible about this, which many of you will know. If you have your Bibles turned, otherwise the scripture will be on the screen. Let me read it out to you. It's in Luke 10, 38, 42. And this is what it says. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Do you know, ladies, men, can you imagine if Jesus came here today and said, I'm coming to your house after church today for lunch. Think about that. Now, if it's me, I'd go nuts. Let's be honest. The things that would be going through my head, is my house clean? Do I have any food? What am I going to cook? Do my kids need a haircut? Are they presentable? Does my husband need a haircut? Are we presentable? Do I have enough drinks? These things, it would be absolute mayhem for me. That's how I would react. And even Bronson, he'd be on the chopping board chopping food. And you know it's real when he's doing that, okay? Because that ain't normally happening, right? But what, so what does Martha's sister, she at the feet of Jesus. She's probably cross-legged, relaxing. Can you believe that? Can you believe she's at the feet of Jesus? While, while, you know, Martha, she's running around like a headless chook. Do you know, in my Italian culture and dialect, Sicilian dialect, 
we would say she is la nuza, right? Why don't you say that with me? Break it down. It's la nuza. Now, one more time, turn to the person next to you and say la nuza, right? Congratulations, you just called them lazy. But it's okay because the pastor made you do it. So that's all right today. Basically, she is lazy. She is doing nothing and leaving her sister to do all the work, right? So if you ever hear an Italian call you la nusa while they're smiling at your face, it's not a compliment. It's not a compliment, okay? Do you know, Martha even pleads with Jesus to get Mary to help her. Do you know, Martha, she'd be doing what I'd be doing. She's just like me. You can hear her thoughts, can't you? If I want something done, I'm going to do it myself. I think I say that all the time, actually. It's sad. No one understands the things that have to get done. Yeah? Does anyone have any urgency? They're coming, they're here. What are you doing? Why are you sitting at the feet? This is the things. If only I could be so carefree and just relax like you. Do you know, here we have Martha. She's busy with the task, but distracted from the important. Yeah? Instead of spending time with Jesus, he's the teacher, the healer. She chose to get busy with other things. Busyness distracts you from the important. The verse says she was distracted, and the word here means to be pulled in two different directions. Now, if you're a mum and you've got multiple kids, you're probably being pulled in multiple at the same time, right? Have you ever been pulled in multiple directions? Men, women? I'm sure you have. Now, Jesus and his companions, they probably would have enjoyed a good meal and some refreshments. So it would have been good for them to have a good, good feed. And that's what Martha's doing for them. But, that was, but what was the best was to sit at the feet of Jesus, at the master's feet and take on his teachings. Do you know, many people think that priorities are the choice between something good versus something bad. But that's not always the case. More often, setting priorities about, is about choosing the important over the good. And, you know, like Martha, that can be really hard. Yeah, because it's not bad. You just got to choose important over good. But you will always prioritise what is important to you. You know, sometimes our business is because of the choices we're making. You know, we watch too much TV, too much Netflix... And how cheeky is Netflix that you watch an episode and then it starts to count down. It's like three seconds. Oh, it started. I've got to watch another episode. And then you get up to go and it starts again. You're like, oh, smart as well. And by the time you know it's two o'clock in the morning and you've watched seven episodes. Mum, I know. Yeah. Or you spend too much time on social media. We all we have that. Or whatever it is for you. And then you don't have time to read your Bible. Or maybe we spend way too many hours at work and then we don't have time or energy left for our family. Or we put our kids in every single extracurricular activity or sport possible and then we complain about having to drive them around everywhere. Yeah? You know, today it's Mother's Day. So for the parents, think about this. When our kids turn 18, what do they start to do? They start working... They start studying. They be, they're becoming more independent by that age. Well, we're hoping. Maybe they move out. They have less to do with us than when they're little and they're dependent on us. 
Do you know that 18 hours is equal to 118 years, sorry, is equal to 157,680 hours. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But those 157,680 hours will go much quicker than you think. And I think people with children over 18 will know that here today. They would be able to say, yeah, that's very true. Do you know those hours are the most important hours of your child's life? Why? Because those hours will build your future relationship with them. Your future relationship with them. Do you know, this really hits home to me. I have a daughter who is turning 16 in July. A couple of years, she'll be 18. This is true to me. Do you know, how many times have I allowed the busyness to rob important time with my kids? Do you know, don't allow busyness to distract you from the important. And number two today, busyness ruins your joy. Do you know, busyness isn't just a physical or emotional issue. It can also be a spiritual issue. The most immediate and obvious spiritual threat is ruining your joy. Yet as Christians, as believers, that is the very thing that our lives should be marked by. Our lives should be marked by joy. Do you know, in Philippians 4.4 it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. We should taste like joy. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and be filled with the fullness of joy. In John 15.11, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Busyness attacks all of that. Do you know what? When our lives are forever under pressure, you know, of a life of business, what happens? We're more prone to anxiety, resentment, impatience, irritability. You know when you're under pressure and you're trying to do something and someone's at you, you're short-tempered, you're short-fused, you know, you're irritable. Come on, I need to finish this. Yeah? When our, you know, I lo- let's go into this example. I love this building that we're in. Amazing place, hey? And we're so proud of what we've been able to create as a church. We're so proud. So many people prayed and believed over the years to get us here. We didn't just walk in one day and, oh, here you go, have a new building. (laughs) It didn't always look like this, though. It was a shell, ugly warehouse. That's what it was. And there was a lot of hard work to get this. Do you know, aside from the air conditioning... Most of the work was done in an eight-week period. And that's everything. I mean, painting, walls, floor, furnishing, eight weeks. Fully complete. Do you know, it was a very, very busy period for Pastor Bronson and I and all those that helped. And leading up to our first church, which was leading up to our first church service, which can you believe, was Christmas 2019. That seems like a decade ago. (laughs) Christmas 2019, it got even more busy as that time approached. Do you know, some days we were doing 18 hours between our corporate work, leaving and coming here and working on the building, going home in the early hours of the morning, having a shower, going to bed, get up, go to work, come back here. And I'm not going to lie, 
I'm not going to lie. It really started to rob us of the joy of what we were doing. Yeah? Which was seeing God bring a 20-year promise to fruition. Which something, which was something we should be joyful about. Hey? We should have been joyful about it. The irony is that we are often so busy doing all these things that we want to achieve. We want to earn a good living. We want to build a career. We want our personal life, you know, to have a good personal life. We want to take care of our families. We want to set ourselves up. But because we believe this will bring us joy, but at the same time, doing all these things is robbing us of that very joy we are trying to get to. We're robbing ourselves of that. You know, this is how the enemy gets us. He makes us believe all these things will give us joy. And you know what? They do. They do and they can give us joy. But he also knows if he can get us really busy, it will actually rob us of our joy. And when he does that, he's won. He's won the battle. He is the joy, he's the joy thief. Okay? And he comes to us dressed in the garments of busyness. We don't even see it coming. Do you know, people go to great lengths to stop a thief. As a, uh, growing up as a teenager, we had a basic alarm system in our house. Um, and over the years since I've left home, my parents obviously feel more insecure. It's okay. <laughs> and they've upgraded their security system. So now they've got a video doorbell, you know, security screens. They've got many locks. I mean, many, many locks. Shutters on all windows. Listen, I tell you, I don't worry about a thief getting in. I worry about getting out. When you're in that house... It's hard to get out, okay? But we go to great lengths to protect our material possessions. But how much more important is it for us to protect our spiritual treasures? How much more important? Don't let the enemy steal your joy. So how do we, co- how do we combat business? There's many ways, but there's just one way that I want to leave with you today. And that's find your rest. You know, does anyone remember the Energizer battery commercials with the pink bunny? Yeah, good. I was going to say, this is probably just my age showing. And does anyone remember the tagline of those commercials? Yeah, it's close. It keeps going and going and going. That's the tagline. The commercials show this pink bunny, pink bunny, beating a drum and it doesn't stop. And it goes through all these different scenarios of different... um, Whatever, whatever, like different views of people sitting places in the field and there's this bunny. It just keeps banging its drum and it keeps going and going, right? And it doesn't stop. You know, sometimes for me it sounds like Roman at night time when I'm trying to put him to sleep. That's how it is. It keeps going and going. But does anyone ever here feel like that energizer bunny at times? Okay? The busyness just keeps going and going and going. Never ever stops. There's no rest to it. Do you know, I certainly do. I'm always trying to keep myself busy. Even, even just before we go to sleep at night, I'm giving Bronson lists. Okay? A checklist of things for the next day. Call that person, email that person. Can you fix that tomorrow? Can you catch up with that person? Don't forget this. He loves it, don't you, babe? Loves it. But do you know what he says to me? Joelle, close your ears. Gab, bed is for two things. Sleeping or other things, that's if you're married here today. Not planning meetings. I'm trying to sleep. That's what he says to me. 
the time I do my best work, bro. And I'm just about to go to sleep. Anyway. Do you know, I need to find my rest. And I'm sure others here today need to do that as well. If the keys would come, that'd be great. You know, in Genesis 2, 2, it says, On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. Hey, church, if God can rest, if God can rest, he has bigger weight on his shoulders than you do. So can we. We can rest. So can we. The problem with resting, with not resting, is not only the burnout, but we don't take enough time to enjoy the fruits of all the work that we've done. We're doing all this work. We're striving for all these things. We don't even stop to enjoy. We just keep going. Do you know, our physical bodies need rest. A statement in a medical article said this, rest is vital for mental health, increased concentration and memory, a healthier immune system, reduced stress, improved moods, or even a better metabolism. It's your physical body, what it needs. Do you know how often have you maybe felt a little bit flat or a little bit off and you go to see the doctor and they prescribe you bed rest? They say, just go home and rest, bed rest. Please, that's torture for me. Just give me some drugs. Just help me feel better. I don't need this rest. But this is why I'm preaching to me today. Do you know, rest is not just important for our physical health. It's necessary for our spiritual health. Do you know, in Psalm 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. It's in this stillness when we stop, actually take the time to stop and remove all the, all the distractions that are going on around us, that we hear God. It is in these moments that He can restore our joy, heal us, renew our strength, deal with our hearts. Do you know, today God is saying to someone, know that I am God. I am in control. I am in control. I'm here. I am what you need. Things begin and end with me. You don't have to do it all alone. Remember who I am. God. I'm God. You may be resting, but I'm not. I'm always working for your good. Always. Yeah? How do we find our rest? We remove those things that are less important and replace them with things that are more important. Notice I didn't say they're not important. They're just less important. We've got to find what's more important. Do you know, maybe watch one less episode of that show instead and read your Bible. Have at least one day a week when you leave the office at five o'clock so you can come home, have dinner with your family and bath the kids. Settle on one or maybe two if you're pushing it extracurricular activities instead of three or four. You don't have to be an Uber driver for your kids every day of the week, parents. Can I get that through? You do not have to do that. Find your rest today. Whether you're a mum or a dad here today, a retired person, sorry, Rick, I pointed to you, but I didn't mean a retired person. It's not your dad. <laughs> a student in high school, you know, uni, running your own business, we all need rest. We all do. Every single person. Turn off the energizer batteries every now and again and take time out. I'm preaching to myself. Actually, I'm just going to put the mic down. I'm going to go. 
No, I'm just joking. Go, go rest. Do you know, have a coffee at the cafe, but not takeaway. Sit in. Sit there and enjoy that coffee. Take in the surroundings. Take the afternoon off and go and do that hike, if that's what you're into. Read that novel for an hour or two or three, if you want. Sit in the sunshine, enjoying its warmth. Simple things, guys. Do what rejuvenates your soul. Your soul. Find your rest. But we also need to do the following. We need to look what Jesus says. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he says, Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you know there are a lot of people here who are labouring and heavy laden, and we need that rest. We've got to come to Jesus, and we've got to repent of our busyness. You know, give all our labouring, all our burdens to him. He's enough, guys. He's enough, church. He's more than enough. We think he can't handle it. He can handle all of yours and the rest of the world all together. And you know what? He promises on top of that to give you rest. He says, come to me, give me what you have. And on top of that, I'll give you the rest you need. See, the rest we get from a coffee, a hike, a novel, the sunshine, it's, it's good. But it doesn't really hit the real, net, the real need for the rest that we need. It doesn't really hit. We need the rest that only Jesus can give us. One that lasts, one that changes us. And it's not dependent on us striving. Because when we're trying to do it, we only think we can rest when we've worked so hard for it. One that we don't need to be striving for or be busy for. It's all on Jesus and he will find us the rest. Do you know, as I close today, there's two ways you might be feeling right now. Perhaps you're sitting there and you're giving reasons for your busyness. You know, you're trying to kind of justify it and you're convinced it's okay. If that's you, I'm not saying you're wrong. Not at all. I'm not here to cause any judgment today. I just ask you to see if you are really prioritising the important and to check your joy. How do you do that? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth. And if that comes up clear, all good. Or maybe you're the opposite. You see it as a problem. You're, you're so overwhelmed. You're aware of it, that you can't go on like this, but you're not sure how to get out of it. If that's you, come before Jesus today. Give it to him. Church, he's giving you the promise. He promises you rest. Why don't we just close our eyes today? And we're going to pray. God, in this place today, help us to choose the important over our busyness. God, guard our hearts. Guard that joy like a precious treasure so that nothing can come and steal it and take it away.